welcome back. It's your girl Ayen. Call me Yenny. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. It's Aja. And it's Ayen. And it's Nyakle. Welcome back. Back. Anyway, guys, so how's everyone doing this week? What y'all been we up to? Dressed. Well dressed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the week starts slowing down once you get to Wednesday. I hate Thursdays. Thursdays are literally the most unnecessary days of the week. No, they're unnecessary. Thursday and Tuesdays. I don't I don't mess with them. But you mess with a Wednesday because oh, it's Wednesday. middle, you know, you feel more like you're close to the end of the yeah. week. Nah. I like it's grounding. Something about Wednesday is calmer than Tuesday. Tuesday, my body realizes the week has started. Oh. Thursday, my body is like, What the fuck is going on? <laughs> and Wednesday, I'm like, Settle in. I'm like, All right, I'm comfortable, you know. I start accepting the week. What have you guys been doing this week? Working. Every day, work, work, work. <laughs> Honestly, at this point. Getting money. <laughs> You're really starting that again. Anyway, guys, <laughs> random question. <laughs> Wait. Random question. Would you mm. propose to a guy? Nope. Why? In which Sudanese household have you ever seen a girl propose to a man? You live in the West now, but I'm too I'm still a very Sudanese girl. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, after I pay for the ring, that means I must pay for the dowry. That's what I was gonna say. If you propose to him, does that mean you have to automatically pay for the dowry? <laughs> well, might as well, and he's gonna be, you know. Not even that. It's like now I have to go ask for your family's hand. Like, what's going yeah. on? When do I wanna come at Like what? Mama when do I Not the thought again. Oh my god, let it go. <laughs> that song every day, bro. Yeah, every day with you and that song again. I love that song. I love oh you i'm dead you really tried it that's insane would you Mm, no it's cringy not because i'm against it but it's really cringy right we do marriage is a little bit more different to yeah to that so our mindset the way we kind of think about it is like why would you do that but like to someone who's a little bit more even if they were your good friend you cater it in a very different way to the way you would cater to your very good friend that's one young two. You reckon? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Like, it depends how close know. I am with the person. Even if they're from a different. Um, really, you'd be like, yeah. "Girl, why are you doing that?" Because by no, then, no. Um, like, that's proposing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Because by then they would understand me. Mm. Like they would know how I'm reacting. Yeah. Because of no, that. you know, I asked um my Kawaja friend today at work. Now I live with the same thing, lawyer, and she said, "What did she say?" She said she doesn't think she would do it now, but she'll mo- probably do it. 
she's the kind of person that would and then she said what i thought of that and i'm like girl i don't even know how i feel about marriage that was my <laughs> not every day be honest with god yeah you know <laughs> and yeah vulnerable i had to be like Did she explain to you because for me i want to understand what's the thought process because the only thing i hear of women that propose to men mm-hmm. the only thing i hear is that oh um why does it have to be the men that proposes you know why can't we take charge and go for what we want those are the only things i've heard but yeah. is there anything else that you guys No she heard? said um she's not strongly onto that um feminism bandwagon she's not that kind of person she genuinely just said if she woke up one day and she thought that her partner liberated can in for the rest of her life she would propose to him so she I mean, didn't say yeah one. because of this woman empowerment or any of that to propose to them yeah not me but yeah <laughs> That's the only thing I hear, but I, I don't know. Is anything else? Is, is it just that? No, I yeah. think that I, I think that women do it purely for that women empowerment thing. I I hear the same thing you hear. Yep. I feel like you're purely out of that, not because because I feel like Rur often say weddings are for women all the time. They're always constantly saying Rur don't really care about weddings. Women do so. If a woman grows up from when she's really young to a point that she, of adulthood, thinking about her wedding, her wedding day, her marriage, and all of this stuff, and her prince, quote unquote, then why would she be the same one that's going to ask someone that thing that she's been planning in her head her whole life? Just doesn't but make the, sense to me. But the girls might look at it like because I want. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work like that. that's funny that I. Yeah, but, no, but I think Kiki Magulo is ten times worse. But I'm wearing a long man. Yeah, but I'm proposing because at least, at least, yeah, it makes sense. You know, like you go down on your knees and you do it. But hey, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I'd rather balo amio than to barawiring kubalagamen, bebagamen. That's fucked up. No, but then in case you naya yimri propose, you're the one that's proposing. Are you giving your partner a ring and you don't get a ring? Yeah, yeah, my babella. Why their wedding day? What do you mean? <laughs> No, <laughs> I'm engaged with your ring eh? because the man has the ring because then- I proposed to him <laughs> you know some men some men can, I'm not sure how it exactly works they don't even have engagement ring for men they only have wedding bands they only have yeah, wedding bands that doesn't count no because a wedding ring and an engagement ring are very different for women no love and slim mm-hmm. She, because you know how he proposed to her, mm. she then got him like a engagement ring. So he's actually wearing a black band now as a state sign of his mm. engagement. Because mm. they were saying, because a lot of people actually argue this, because they're like, how come when women, like a man and a woman, get engaged, you can tell the woman is off the market mm. and is mm. engaged, but the man technically can be okay until he actually gets married. So they still do that when they're married. That but then in that them. case, then like, isn't <laughs> no, I think. Married, no, if you're proposing to someone, yeah, you're obviously giving them the ring. Mm. And then if they don't give you the ring back, like they just say yes, and you don't get the ring. No, but why. okay, this has no facts behind it. But I personally think I, that I, the I only mean, reason that women I, even I, get I, rings. I, so, <laughs> I think that the only reason, 
the only reason women get rings is because women usually wear cutting jewelry anyway. Men don't really. They do now. I don't they know. Do. But then again, ring. I'm just like, I just feel Where like- Where did the like, ideas of ring even came from? That's a bit odd. Like, could someone not- just walk up one day like, whoop, here you go. This round thing can go around your fingers. That's going to mark that you're off the market. Yeah, but, but a, lot, a lot of people argue that it's unfair that you can tell a woman is engaged straight away. Mm-hmm. But then when we say that, men will be like, well, so you want to go cheat? This is, no, it's just like, do you guys get that point? Yeah. Like, yeah. why is it you can tell a woman is engaged straight away, but you can't tell that a man, a is, man is engaged straight away? Unless someone else says it. So, okay, let's put it this way, yeah? So uh, a man proposes to a woman, a woman, yeah? She gets her ring. Mm-hmm. But then now, to make things even, she has to propose to him. To give him the ring. It's not a proposal. Or she just gives him the ring. We select the ring together, we pick it up, we fix it on. Wow. So there's no element of surprise no. there for him. So it's just a discussion. Only one, there's only ever one surprise and only one person in an engagement can ever be surprised. Yeah. According to me, anyway. Well, yeah. According to me, now. Yeah. Yeah, only I'm, one person I'm, can be surprised. I'm subscribing to the idea of men wearing engagement rings. I want them to. I, I agree with that. Like, if yeah. I'm going to keep the same energy. If I'm yeah. going to wear one, you better be- get a pack. Get a pack of rings. One for you, one for me. <laughs> when I say yes, that means we're a unit now. <laughs> exactly. You are mine now and I am yours because I've said yes. Should be a two rings. You know how you get the half necklaces? They're half and half. Why can we not get two rings? You wear one, I wear one. That's it. And I think it's going to change. A lot of people are trying to do that now. But yeah, bottom line is we wouldn't propose to... How do we get it? Goes back to our traditional thing as well. <laughs> because we have dairy. Yeah. And I think we've all identified that we kind of want to be married through the dairy uh, system, even though some of them become a bit more toxic. Um, Pensive. <laughs> because of the pride that we have in our family. So that's probably why we like... Cannot see and also, first of all, you're gonna be naming all my children, and you didn't pay for me. Exactly. So they have to pay for a lot of things. Though. That's the problem. That's true. But you can do the wedding together. Yeah, you just need right. to do the ride. Like you just need to do the wedding, or you could do the wedding yourself if you want to. Yeah, and I got my coin. You just do the wedding. You I would. Themselves, yeah, yeah. so sad. No, um, the, yes, walk <laughs> No, like, walk, you can pay like... for that, but the wedding, no, you can pay for that. Yourself. <laughs> you know, I'll just give you a loan now, yeah, pay me back. Back, pay me back. <laughs> for what? Uh, uh. But would you rather, would you rather pay for your diary or pay for your ring? Pay for what? Rather, if you were, pay for my ring, no, if you were given two choices and you think that you propose yeah you have to choose one it's either you propose to your man buy him a ring <laughs> buy yourself. no it's a that everyone will know that that's what happens like you both propose of them are two major things mm-hmm. yeah. so like buy the ring for your man mm-hmm. buy yourself a ring him, or he proposes to you then you pay the dowry but the album you know what like well, I'll do the ring because right, I can look when you, you technically don't have to go through with the engagements can go for a long time. So if you go through with it, you want a ring. What do you mean? So, so what would no. you do? I would choose the engagement ring I propose. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing, yeah. 
technically there hasn't been a right that's been done. It's just our own little thing. If people know, they know. No, and now we all public. Like, it'll be public. No yeah, it'll be public. Yeah. Like she proposed to a man, he accepted, and then he paid for my dining price. Oh, so girl. essentially, if he doesn't want to pay for right and he's not interested in like making us a family, yeah, but... he doesn't have to go ahead with it. You're gonna pay for your your bride price. Yeah. Okay, listen, 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 listen. In this Western world, though, if you propose to him and you bought a ring and all of that, and you guys, let's say, for example, you're engaged for like six months to one year, right? People will have that imprinted in their brain. By the time your wedding comes, they'll be like, she might as well already married herself. Nobody's going to go look for the right information that he actually did the thing. Because they already have the fact that what you are, are you, you, are you, are you, are you not what people think. But and yeah. what if you and your man get into a fight? She's like, I'm like, I actually just proposed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could have said no. Exactly. <laughs> I'm conflicted. I don't know what I would do. I, I feel like I'm, I don't want somebody to tell me Auntie Agrada took that's fucked up. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's worse because a proposal it's not that it's much a money question. Money question. It's not that much. Like even buying a ring. No, but like, is there gonna be like a video? <laughs> is it like a grand thing? Oi, is it a grand proposal or just like a secret in a restaurant yeah, like kind a of proposal thing? that you would want him to give you? Like a nice proposal. Oh, quiet. It's fine. I know what I'd want. Yeah, quiet. Me, like in the corner of a restaurant. <laughs> no grand. Mine are loyal by. In the comfort of our own home. Exactly. Just go sell it. But where will you go sell those to them? And the cows, imagine. Oh my God. Could then back? Never be my exactly. I'm sorry, bro. To be fair, I wouldn't do either one of them. No, but yeah, we, actually, we actually we had no choice. In today's episode, uh, we'll be discussing love languages, our experiences with them, whether or not we practice them, whether or not we believe in them, and we'll be also talking about our own personal love languages and if that is the way we communicate love. Uh, before we get started, we'll just quickly go over what love languages are and how we can benefit from them. All right. What are the five love languages? Ooh. So based on our little research and our <laughs> little understanding oh, of love goodness. languages, um, I believe there's only five of them. Um, and they consist of like quality time being one of them. And that's like, I think that's like, it's in the name, obviously, quality time. So you want to spend some intimate times with your partner, just the mm -hmm. two of you guys, nice and quiet, talking, you know, all that jazz. Um, receiving gifts. Some people do um, receive love um, in gifts. So they like a little, you know, give me a little something nice. Um, and then acts of service. So that's when someone does something for you, um, expected, unexpected, all of that jazz. Some people find that they connect um, with their partners a lot more through that and they feel loved. And then the other one is physical touch. I feel like that's my personal favorite. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then words of affirmation. So the you look beautiful. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I love you. Yeah, just wonderful. You're a goddess. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. Just a little, 
those are the five love languages. Oh so I think, again, I think that's my fave. But anyway, we'll get through to it. Words of affirmation. Yeah, but, give me a little bit too we'll, much. Anyways, we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we also looked at the benefits of um, knowing your love language. So some of the benefits are you understand yourself and others better. I mean, they say that you're supposed to understand yourself and others better. You can grow closer to family and friends and others that you care about. You can gain courage to be able to express your emotions and affection. Discuss, mm-hmm, discover the missing ingredient to your romantic relationship in the past relationships and date more successfully and then um, that's true I agree with that one yeah yeah i think that was the strongest point dating more successfully because you do learn but then they they both come together though when you discover the missing ingredient Mm -hmm. it then you know leads you on to um dating more successfully so um yeah so whether you want to be closer to your parents reach out more to your friends or give dating um another try study the five love languages understand them practice them you know and just related to yourself and there's also a little quiz that we might link to our page um, that we did ourselves which we're about to go through um that i think you guys should give a go and then you know get to know yourself a bit better if you have a partner do they have a couples one they have a family they have one for singles you know that's the one i did (laughs) i'm not gonna reveal my relationship (laughs) The light. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? You're making serious, you know? All three of us are just alone, single. The boys are not listening. Exactly. Cut it out. I'm just joking. Anyway, guys, um, so as Ayan already said, uh, we've gone through and done the tests ourselves. Um, so we came to find very interesting information about ourselves, um, what our love language was or what was considered to be our top love languages, uh, the top two. So we'll go through what our top two were and whether or not we believe that those things were correct about us. I'll just ask you girls, when you did the test, what were your love languages? And then, then quality time. Because just, just a second, yeah, you know the question. Mm-hmm. When you guys were answering them, just mm-hmm. can we just talk a little bit about mm-hmm. what led you to they did particular things? Because some okay. of the questions are very selfish to me. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. when I read acts of service, that's why acts of service is not really in my top two. Mm-hmm. But it just sounded very much like do this for me. You like when your partner, you know, runs your errands. Like, oh, that would be nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, but some of, but the some of them good, was good, good though. There so were some, some of them like, were good. Yeah, when um, I agree with you, Yen. Some of them were a bit iffy. Where you know when they yeah. like ask you, but like, but they're not true though. Like it wasn't. It's true. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. But and I'm saying like, like it made me realize. I'm like, oh, run for you. Like it doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm forcing you to do it. But like if you're just busy and they're like, uh, I'm just gonna quickly go to the mall because you don't have time. And no, I'm that's gonna why do I it. got like twenty percent for it mm-hmm. because there's some of it that I agreed with. But then yeah. there's some of it that I found a bit extreme where it would be like, oh. Would you rather just, you know, do this with your partner or would you rather your partner goes and picks this up? Does this for you. Or would you rather your partner say something nice to you or, you know, they buy you this thing as a token? I'm like, I like the token thing. But the other stuff was just, I don't know, like the questions were really like triggering. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it made me realize that it was a bit extreme. No, but it gets you thinking about what you really, really want. Yeah. yeah, yeah but that's what I'm saying. Like, I, it made me reflect that like, 
yeah deeply it made me realize that like that doesn't make me happy mm, like yeah. them doing certain things don't mm. make me happy but yeah, yeah. So, sorry so, so yours was like, quality time at at 30 percent yeah yeah and then at 27 percent we have acts of service but then physical touch and words of affirmation were like literally both 20 percent mm. i just got three <laughs> percent Oh wow! I got percent, but the gifts questions were a bit. They were just so like, girl, just. <laughs> they were very self-centered. <laughs> and this one, you really are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what were your thoughts? So, do you agree with them, Nyakle? Yeah. To be honest, I mean, I. In saying that, I thought I would have thought that it would have been like, um, I don't know. I just thought like physical touch would get a little bit more than that. I get a little bit cringe sometimes with words of affirmation. I'm like, yeah. you compliment me too much. I'm like, what do you want from me? Yeah. Like, yeah. What? But I was surprised that it got 20%. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, but that shows that you like a bit of, you know. Yeah, a bit, but sometimes I'm like, yeah. mate. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just thought physical touch would be a little bit higher. If anything, it's, yeah. Surprised. I agree with both of you. Mm. Because physical touch is not like, you. do you enjoy being all the time? No, you don't actually. But um. I don't think she does. Another, I don't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, about you don't know. Sometimes you get annoyed, like leave me alone, bro. <laughs> yeah. Looking at it from a relationship perspective. Yeah, not a friendship perspective. Even with a friendship perspective, <laughs> I think it's quality time. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, my top two. Well, at thirty percent, I had words of affirmation. Yeah. And then twenty-seven percent, it was quality time. You. I agree with yours. Friend. I agree with your I top would, one. Yeah, I, I do hope, think I, that you love words of affirmation. Yeah, because yeah. because the questions around it was like you know when your partner tells you I'm proud of you. Again, there's a social. I get so you to talk about your feelings all the time. So She's really. Ayan <laughs> uh, really be deep in her feelings. What's your second one, Ayan? Um, the second one was quality time because mm. it was questions around like you know do, just spending time with your partner and mm. and things like that. So. Yeah, like quality time was the second thing. And and it was even around questions like even when you're not doing anything. Yeah. Like even just being there. Like I would favorite. rather, yeah, I'd rather just be around. Um and Were you surprised? Well, not really. No. 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 It's just I the only thing I was surprised about was I thought physical touch would be third mm-hmm. and then acts of service. Mm-hmm. But it's a very close run, you know. Like and and seven percent receiving gifts is it was interesting actually because I love receiving gifts, but from family and friends. Mm-hmm. But maybe because I haven't really been, um, like, I, like, I just feel, you know, that thing that we talk about, um, money and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just feel, like, I don't feel like I want gifts from a man. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's why I think that question is very low for me. Because if it was, like, a friend, a family and friends, then I'd be like, yep, yep, yep. I'd rather this. Give me the gift. Yeah, give, give me the gift. Give, give me the gift. Yeah. I even told them which one I yeah. want. <laughs> Yeah, we don't really, they don't expect much at all from men.
Uh, my top one were my top two were exactly the same as Nyakalais. Uh, quality time and acts of service. Which one was uh, the top top? Huh? Quality time at twenty at thirty percent. And then 27 for the other? Yeah, 27 for acts of service. Our I middle ones weren't the again. same. The middle ones weren't the same. They were juggled up a bit. You don't like the same man. Wink, wink. <laughs> I actually agree with mine because I do like quality time. I'm the kind of person that would rather literally just sit on the couch with you. Don't talk to me. Go on your phone. I'll go on my phone. I don't mind just having someone's presence around. Acts of service, I don't know. But who doesn't like people doing things for them you know the one that I was actually surprised about was physical touch first of all I don't like people touching me and it's talking about 20 percent really you do because it's like how many percent 20 percent that's a big number they're like a little hug a little what cuddle, questions a little hand you? holding hmm? can you think back what questions got you what questions do you think got you the 20 percent I I thought I would like words of affirmation more than physical touch but I feel like questions surrounding like hand holding, cuddles and stuff, basic stuff like that. Maybe I chose them over someone constantly gassing me because I don't like that. It's of affirmation like I love you or I'm proud of you or all of that. Oh, you didn't like that? I don't like too much words of affirmation. I don't like someone constantly telling me they love me. It's too much. I wanted receiving gifts to be my top, you know. I even told her, yeah, I re- yeah, remember yesterday I wrote it. Maybe, the group maybe chat. you shouldn't have been humble then. <laughs> no, I, I, but that I was being honest. But I personally want to be that person that wants gifts, but I'm not. I think everyone wants gifts, essentially. I feel like that's yeah. my, my thing. I feel like everyone, all the five of them do relate to everyone for certain mm-hmm. And you obviously know your partner loves you, but they're like dominant ones. And as we have figured, dominant ones for all of us. And that's just what you'd want more of, but that doesn't mean that you don't want the other one. The other yeah, one that's, really, that's a good point. Like people need to <laughs> just because my seven um, percent <laughs> does not mean that gifts are not welcome. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they just come through every time. Exactly. <laughs> when you feel like getting me a gift, like, you should do it. I just don't yeah. want to ask you to get me a gift. Yeah. yeah. No, but I feel like down to how much you value it as well. Mm. Like you know these questions. I don't know about you guys, but because it's more like, because the question was worded like, you, what you would rather, what you would. Yeah, would you rather? It was more like, would you rather yeah, between the two? Be out, of these two. out of these two. So yeah. it made this reflect about values and what I value out of those two mm. questions. And that's mm-hmm. what I think the quiz was about. Just reflecting about what you value more. And um, not a thing. Yeah. So how do you guys think um, we apply these love languages in family love or family relationships as well as friendships both well to my friends and my family i'm 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 pretty big on like quality time i feel like i visit all my friends when i can and just go hang out chill chit chat um that's my quality time um and i do the same with my family as well like me and my sisters um or my sister's kids and my auntie's kids will like go to the movies at times when the girl is rich um we uh like me and my little sister would just talk and chill um and yeah and I feel like we're me personally in my family like we're very big on um doing helping each other out so that's where that acts of service does come in for me where I if anyone in my family needs anything I'm always there to you know help take off the load 
Um, and I feel like, I, I mean, you guys tell me, but I feel like I kind of try and do that with my friends as well. So hmm. yeah, I don't know, you guys on the receiving end. for compliments? <laughs> I think I am. How do you think I appreciate you, you. <laughs> and I appreciate what you do. Let's get the question back to you. How do you think you do with that? I think I do. A, okay, wonderful. We we'll leave it at that. Waiting <laughs> <laughs> for you guys to like, you know, chime in right now. Fishing for compliments. No, is that twenty percent of words of affirmation check? Yeah. That's where it just kind of slides in a little bit, but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I agree. So what you just said, mate, um, okay. I think, what was my, mine was words of affirmation. Yeah. And yeah, I think as you guys know, like I like to talk a lot and I like to try and encourage people, no matter who I've come across. I think I try to, you know, love, have a little good time, but I like to have a bit of a moment to like, you know, yeah, deep. yeah, like I like to have a moment of like, you know, Every day, carry your goals on and dive in because shut up. Oh my god. But yeah, like just um, <laughs> like I just like to give people words of affirmation, whether they ask for it or not. Mm-hmm. I like to try and encourage them and you know, ask them about where their mind is at and things like that and just make them feel good about themselves as much as I can. And I think I do that with my friends and my family as well. Um, yeah, as much as I can, or whoever I run into that mm-hmm. even tells me any small, small sad story, hey, I'll just Go in and you know, mm. affirm, mm-hmm. affirm, yeah, empower, yeah, and then try yeah. deliver, deliver. But yeah, like that's I think that one is pretty accurate in that sense. And yeah. then um, the other one is quality time. Um, and I think yeah, like Yakule said, it's it's pretty straightforward. Well, not for everyone, but yeah, it's pretty standard that um, I spend time as much as I can with my family and friends. And just try and like, even if we're not even doing anything, sometimes we'll just be sitting, doing nothing or not even talking. We'll just all be on our phones or whatever. <clears throat> but as long as we're just there together. Uh, so it might not have the quality out of it, but we're mm-hmm. spending time <laughs> together. Yeah. But, yeah that is quality, quality though, because you well, are yeah, in yeah. each other's presence. Um, How do you guys, before I answer, how do you guys, do you guys think you have an idea of what your family members um love languages are like any sort of idea of your individual siblings as well as your parents do you think you have any ideas of how what their love languages could be yeah in terms of obviously with relationships is different to thingy sometimes it depends on the person but i think when you grow up with someone or when you're around someone you sort of know for example with friends like mm-hmm. when you guys said yours, I, I can confirm and say, oh, I agree, because obviously it's something that I see on a day-to-day basis. So that's how it is with family. And this is friendship. So imagine family, people that you're around um, or that you've sort of grown up with. I think I've, I sort of know <clears throat> which which sibling would, um, you know, reacts to this more, or which sibling would, you know, prefer the gifts, which sibling is more of the acts of service, which sibling is more words of affirmation. For example, you know, Adal was the one that's similar to me, I think. But yeah, like I think I, I think I have a pretty good idea. But it goes back to us even knowing what love languages are to begin with. Yeah, because we can, you know, it's. I feel like we've always sort of known, and you can describe it. But yeah. now knowing yeah. ourselves what love languages are, it now makes sense to us that we can sort of put them in the categories. Mm-hmm. And then, like now, like um, when you actually think about it, and you really deep it, you actually the way I react. Obviously, it's. To my mom or like my sisters or anyone in my family like or my friends telling me 
or doing something for me mm. or like spending time with me just doing something is a way I'm like there's certain ways that I'm like oh my god I feel so loved like you actually care about me mm. but in um touching base on what you said I completely 100% agree I feel like when you are in the same space you kind of read how someone reacts to certain things or what they appreciate or what they appreciate especially when you're around them like all your life mm. basically mm-hmm. like there's no escaping your family mm. so um for me I think I do know I I think that in my family they're like acts of service if I actually like just analyze the way everyone is I feel like everyone's a little bit more appreciative because we're more we, we kind of like do like we show like love through doing things rather than we're not a very like vocal group like we're not like oh we're constantly going to be telling you and affirming you and all this stuff but we're going to be doing things for you so I feel like in my family that would probably be a dominant trait for everyone I think so and mine would probably be words of affirmation. Yeah. Um, not for everyone, but like there's a general. Yeah, as a general, like, yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be specifically, but just yeah. thinking about the way the household is like yeah. constructed. Do you think that impacts, like, the way you're brought up impacts the love language that really resonates within yeah. you? Yeah. Um, I think so. But we'll go through it. Let Aja go yeah. to hers and then we can please hold on to that point in your head. I'll try. Yeah. Write um... <laughs> it down. <laughs> I think with my love language, that's why I always thought quality time I've always known, but I always thought that acts of service was going to always be high for me. Like, because the way I've grown up, the way I show people, because I'm not much on words in terms of expressing my emotions. I'm not very big on that. Where the way I show people I love them is by doing things for them. That's always been like, if someone needs me, acts of service I'll always be there for someone that I love doesn't matter when or where or what time well except when my phone's on do not disturb but all other times I will be there 100% and I think that's how I've grown up I've always known (laughs) I've always known why do you think you show the two um love languages that were your top two which was what quality yeah quality time um Quality time for me, usually I I know for a fact that with my, in my household, the way, usually it doesn't even matter what we do. We could literally all be sitting there in front of the TV with no volume or the TV is off. Everybody's chit-chatting or everybody's just in each other's presence and we're just on our phones, but we're there spending time together. It's really rare because, you know, growing up in a house with like boys that always have shit going on. It's really rare, but when we do get that time, we always spend it together. So I think that in terms of quality time, it's really hard practicing it in my family. But with my friends, I'm always like, I enjoy just being around people in terms of just hanging out, you know? I'm joking. Girl. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, and you're just chilling, you know? That's it. Anyway, yeah, maybe I got strong. <laughs> She's like, Come on, results state that you're one person. And yeah, you've been calling me needy. Now you know you're needy too. That's why I'm not needy though. You is needy. <laughs> <laughs> the quickness, otherwise. Yeah, the quickness says you're needy. <laughs> the quiz says I'm needy. No, but that's why I, I really do agree with the quality times because I, I think just thinking about it in terms of what makes me feel good 
it's definitely spending time with people I care about, just hanging out. It doesn't matter what you do or what we don't do. If I'm there with them, that's it. I enjoy that and that's valuable for me. It doesn't matter for how long, five minutes or four hours, it's still good for me. Now you're practicing my, my love language, words of affirmation. <laughs> but yeah, okay, so I've got a question for you guys. Do you think that um, the way you're brought up in your household impacts what your love language is? Because I yeah, mentioned how acts of service is really like major in her mm-hmm. household and how like quality, I mean, words of affirmation is and, a big, and acts of and service, acts of service yeah. is a big thing in your household. And I would say acts of service. Why do you think that there's, obviously there's many family members in your household. Why do you think that those, that's specifically is a dominant um, love language in that household is it because you know I think first of all we're, we're speaking generally based on yeah, what yeah. we see mm-hmm. um, and yeah. if we were to speak to our individual family members <laughs> some of them might be doing acts of service but it doesn't mean that that's necessarily their love language they, they might just think that it's the norm or what they yeah. have to sort of do mm-hmm. um, but I think generally speaking as Sudanese or as um, black people in general we're always taught to be giving mm-hmm. and to do things to, for others. Like we're always taught to serve and, you know, do this for this person. It started as we were kids. You have to, you know, make tea for your aunties. You're literally always serving people, always doing things for people. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just become engraved in us. Like I think every Sudanese household, acts of service is a thing. Like it's yeah. literally a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It gets to a point where obviously when you get older, it's, it's how you maintain it. But naturally, acts of service is something that's ingrained in you as a kid, where you're like, you're always giving, just, giving, yeah, giving, giving. Just flipping back <clears throat> with that point, yeah? Mm. So obviously, we're doing the acts of service. So mm, we're, yeah. But in terms of it being uh, a typical, like an, a, 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 an emotion that is shown as a reciprocated as yeah. love. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So you think that even though we're taught, like we, obviously we're taught to be giving and be mm. blah, blah, blah. Mm. Do you think, and, and do things for people, do you think that, the people actually enjoy that. Perceive, like they, yeah. they I think that, yeah, I think that so. translate to love, like that's been taught yeah. to us and because doing something translate to love. To love, yeah. Because I think when they come and you know, like sometimes even your parents will compare you and be like, eh, finding eggs, they do this. They, <laughs> they make tea for they you. Love they love their mama love. You. Yeah, it's all about doing, doing, doing. Because yeah. mm-hmm. if you realize all the things they complain to you about is it's all doing. the things that that kid does to their mom. <laughs> yeah. So it's all yeah. about doing so generally our parents love things being done for them yeah so they really really love that and i think it's that's how we translate to like it makes them happy when mm-hmm. we do stuff do you think it's because they've worked so much yeah like, yeah chime in when you want yeah. to but do you think it's because they sacrifice a lot like they yeah, actually I especially the mothers because so. they vocalize yeah what it yeah. is that they really love because you know they I do think- a lot they have to clean they've been through the absolute yeah. most so someone doing something to give them a little peace of mind if you say i love you and you cook them like, oh, oh, take that i love you cook <laughs> and clean yeah. no i i totally agree with that um i think that acts of service was engraved in us as an obligation as a child your birth to take care of those around you it was a big obligation in our life growing up you were forced to do things you didn't want and so as you grow up with your siblings I feel like the older you get the more 
more you learn that this is a way you show somebody you love them. And so you practice it more and more. And the way we all practice it individually is the same as if one of my brothers did an act of service for me, I receive it as love because that's how I've grown up. If you love someone, you do something for them. And so that's the first thing I would receive. If they were to tell me I love you because of the way my mom would take the words of affirmation and throw them out, I would be the same. I'd be like, girl. With me on the other side, though. Mm. Yeah. I think that that's just how I've grown up. Like, I would, I take actions more than words. Words don't mean much to me. It doesn't matter how much you shout, you love me, if you don't show me you love me. I think it's it's, it's a transition. I think because the point, you know, how I was saying that acts of service is a general mm-hmm. thing for all of us. Mm-hmm. I was going to the next point of like how words of affirmation became a part of us because it's not mm-hmm. something that was engraved. The mm-hmm. only thing that I can really say out of the five love languages yeah. that was engraved is acts of service. Yeah. Everything else, I think we learn along the way. Yeah, and yeah. you get to know yourself more. You learn, you know, things that make you feel good as a person. Do you know? And I, I think, agree. yeah, and I think that's I where. Agree, the, yeah. the, because obviously you know how we all agree with acts of service mm-hmm. and i think the next one for my family that i think we've been able to adapt to mm-hmm. is words of affirmation yeah and we've just started finding value in you know reminding the person that you appreciate them and telling them that you're proud of them and mm-hmm. obviously it's because we've seen results in that and mm-hmm. we've seen how it makes someone feel motivated mm-hmm. it reminds the person that you're loved and you're not alone mm-hmm. and that purely yeah and i really do i admire that yeah. i've actually yeah. Uh, like how many times have we been at your house and we always tell you it's admirable the fact that you guys are so lovey like it's rare in an african household not even like a sudanese household is really rare to go into a sudanese household where everyone just shouts i love you i care about you it is foreign (laughs) first time i went there i'm like girl what's going on it's admirable but i think i agree that Words of affirmation and quality time are things we've had to adapt to ourselves because we're not taught that spending time with your loved ones is important, except for our friends. We built that for ourselves. And can you guys think back to growing up? We used to have to lie about spending times with our friends. We'll have to be like, I'm going to to school just to spend time with our friends. So we've We've lied our way through. Exactly. You can't leave your house saying, Mama, I love to go hang out with my friend. You literally have to say, I have to go study. I have to go work. I have to, and then you go make time for your friends. So we've had to find a way to literally enforce that quality time to make it a part of us. And then throughout all that lying and throughout all that time we've spent doing all these things growing up, we've learned the value of spending time with those you love. And we've, we learned that through our friends and then you start practicing it with your family because with family, even though we used to spend time together, it was rare. It was those four times where they're like, everyone come eat together. You didn't feel like it was a way for you to show or receive love you were just doing it to shut your mom up or to get them to leave you alone. But as you grow older, you start learning, okay, I need to spend time with these people because I actually need to show them that I love them exactly with, I need to tell them I love them because they don't get reminded often. Those things, I feel like those are the hardest to practice, but, but they're the most important for our people to learn as we grow. 
Yo, not me judging Deborah on um <laughs> on who's there. Like, like, Why you always asking for gifts? <laughs> <laughs> that is her love language. <laughs> oh, her on um nineties babies um podcast. Yeah. yeah, she said it's her love language. I was judging her too, bro. <laughs> she said it comes back to this point we made because she said that her dad always bought and bought took her care gifts. of them, yeah. everything and took care of them. So she expects her man. To, to take the care of her, he, yeah. He perceives that as love. But do you guys think that you, that it gets to a point where your love language needs to adjust, or do you think that it should just be, um, yeah, the way it um, is? I don't think you should be demanding them. I feel like, okay, no, just any love language. Like, do you think that if you were to get into a romantic relationship, do you think that it gets to a point where you should be adjusting to whoever your um your, your romantic yeah. <laughs> you think that you should be set in stone in your love language like for example I'll i think okay. words of affirmation am i according to the quiz i've done words of affirmation i'm gonna yeah. be referencing this for a long time <laughs> like you. you know damn well that's the truth and uh for the quality of time am i too so now going into a relationship is it a thing where i'm set in stone with those two or do you think you can be flexible with i you think that you have to be flexible because imagine you're complete opposite. Your two are quality time and words of affirmation, but your partners are acts of service and gifts. You're going to have to find a way to incorporate. No, the... oh, no but I'm saying like, you're going to have to find a way to better communicate with each other because if you're always giving him gifts, that's going to take away from you practicing one thing and you might not feel loved because he just tells you, let's say every time you guys saw each other, he's his gifts and you constantly have to give him gifts, but he doesn't give you anything. He just tells you he loves you and thank you. Are you not going to get her name? Yeah, that would... I feel like you have to create a balance where... You know, the gifts part, like it has to be something. I like sentimental... Mm-hmm. things when it comes to my partners yeah but also i think the thing is with love languages it's a way for you to recognize how you receive love mm-hmm. so it doesn't necessarily mean that, that your partner has to like literally like boom 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 do that all the time but to, on those little moments because obviously when you're with someone for a long time you realize mm-hmm. like you know you, you love start them. forgetting yeah you get to a point where you just go on with life but on those special occasions and those special moments where you want to be like you know what let me just show you again that i do love you that's where that love language comes in where you literally be thinking but the gifts love language is a bit techy though because for example when we talk about not techy it is techy because no not techy as in that it's techy as in you know the uk slang (laughs) (laughs) from the europeans yeah But um yeah, it's a bit techy because when we talk about Deborah from um Blue Therapy, her love language is gifts, right? And generally speaking, people that have like a high percentage love language as their number one, how do they then compromise with that? Because if they then say that oh my partner doesn't have to keep giving me gifts, then they're comp- they're, they're holding compromising their, their love language, yeah. Yeah, it's almost like they're dismissing how they receive love. Because how they receive love is Do you think it's set in stone that that's what your love language is at that time? Because I think ultimately, I think how you. You know how we said earlier how your race is what determines your love language? The thing, the problem with some of them is if you are race rich, i.e., homie, who gets all these damn gifts from her father, 
she gets with a poor man who's struggling and working for what he has and what he needs. But she's the gifts she wants are not sentimental. That's the problem. I think that that love language is misunderstood. I don't think that giving gifts, receiving gifts necessarily means or is those big spending gifts. I think that what you were saying about sentimental gifts should also means you're receiving gifts in a way, right? Something that's simple and small. Hmm? Or gifts that are people that have... Yeah, because Debbie, oh, sorry it's to cut you off. For Debbie, she's asking for big, 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 big gifts. Designer things. And her man is working for what he has. He has small, small money that he has to budget. But this one, like her family, it's she comes from a rich family where she actually got whatever she wanted whenever she wanted it. That's not fair. So I think give, receiving gifts people misunderstand it and they overuse it yeah i think like i feel like people end. like nice things though in general like no one doesn't know what they do like the but, way for, when we look at let's look at mm. for a second. Mm-hmm. her situation is like her love language is clearly from what she's presented it's clearly receiving gifts right mm-hmm. and she's saying it's not just ordinary gifts mm-hmm. it's just designer 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 mm-hmm. it's not designer she doesn't want and it's because of what, because that's what she's been shown in her um, household. A man is supposed to treat a woman like this. And even if she has her own money, she doesn't feel like she has to use her money to be able to get the things that she wants. Her being in a relationship now with someone that doesn't value that or someone that doesn't have that same love language, doesn't that mean that she has to compromise? She doesn't necessarily have to compromise. Cause, cause because that's what's Because he's not doing it, but she's still fighting for the relationship or trying to manage it. You know what I mean? Because mm. her dream is to, because I listened to her again mm. today, and her, her ideal person is someone that will just give her what she needs every second. Yeah. How she's managing this relationship that doesn't meet her actual love language needs. Mm. So I, th- 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 that means we're capable of doing it. But my question is, should we have to do that? Should we have to compromise? Yeah. Well, it's possible to do. But here's the thing: know, though, the way the way to... I understand love languages, I feel like you shouldn't have to compromise because it's not necessarily people are different. When obviously, when two people get into a relationship, we're just talking about romantic relationships at the moment. When someone gets into a romantic relationship, obviously, you know that there has to be some sort of compromise in the relationship. But there's also things that you do for your partner that you probably wouldn't be doing yourself. So it, with that in mind, that's where that, I feel like the way I'm understanding it is that's where that love language comes in. So for example, if someone likes gifts and enjoys gifts, you can once in a while get them a nice gift to reaffirm that you love them. But that doesn't necessarily have to be the only way for you to show that you love them. Yeah, so that's, that's what true. I mean. That's, like I'm looking mean, at it. That's that how sense. they should look at it, but we don't know because that's not yeah. our love language. But yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Like they shouldn't be gifts, gives, gives all the yeah. time. They should be able to be mature enough and pull back and be like, okay, this but is what should, I enjoy. And also should, but that's not what I need to for you to prove to me that you love me. Yeah, and also it's the same I thing as well with quality. Thing. Yeah. Maybe that's what they need. But quality time as well can be like, I need my own space. It's not every day that you want. But that's boom, the boom, question boom. they asked her today. Because mm-hmm. she she went to the 90s babies um show, like yeah. I said before the podcast. And the guys asked her, they're like, okay, now that he's not providing these <laughs> gifts and you're still managing him, why? Why? <laughs> what was the reason? What was the reason? And she ended up saying that there's other things that I actually 
like mm. besides the gifts. Yeah. So that sort of proves that you can mm-hmm. be with someone without them like feeding onto your um, love language every single day. Maybe so we... Then- Maybe we misunderstand the concept. I think that, I think that, um, with especially with gifts, it's a little bit harder. But I think that the way people are supposed to receive, um, I guess, or understand how how much someone loves them through gifts is not necessarily getting those gifts. Like she said, she has a lot of other things. The problem with that is. Every in order for her to feel like he loves her, the first thing he's gonna have to do is buy her something that she likes, which it just doesn't. The whole gifts thing doesn't make sense to me because it does make sense. Because if you think about it, yeah, obviously, when you're in a relationship, you're not in a relationship to be constantly every day affirm that you are loved, but Mm -hmm. in that once in a blue moon chance where you like you want to show your partner that you love them, you obviously have to cater to them in a way that they can receive that you're telling them that you love them. So if mm-hmm. someone receives it in a gifts way, like, for example, Deborah, No, like but the gift. That's not, that's not my issue. My issue with the whole Debbie thing specifically. Yeah. She, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> if homie gave a $10 gift, she would not mm-hmm. feel loved. That's what I mean, like receiving gifts, the kind of gifts that she wants to receive in order for her to feel loved have to be brands, have to be expensive, have to be all these kinds of things. That's the part that's not making sense because a gift should be a gift, right? It shouldn't matter what kind of gift you get. For us, yeah, but for for different people, because I Mm. think it's just a matter of clarifying what your idea of gift you should be telling your partner because he goes mm-hmm. you can't just say it gives because you can yeah. mean anything that means if i give you just a small 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 one you better be over the joy from that because <laughs> yeah because like, yeah. the gift came from a good place though technically yeah. that's, that's how different. i understand it that's, yeah yeah but i guess that's different people because there's people that actually want the brand yeah because this like, girl will say i need the gucci that's how i'm yeah. gonna you love me said as well she was also saying and she did have a point with this she said one of my biggest issues with jamel is the mm-hmm. fact that he was able to he provided this he so basically he sold her dream yes he did that's what she was saying I agree. <laughs> because, when they first started like, dating for like six months he was good mm-hmm. and then out of nowhere he stops and that's, that's, like, and that's where she's too strong that's where she's pissed about Mm-hmm. And then the guys today, they were like, but he ran out of money. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that saying, you shouldn't directly tell somebody exactly what you want from them. You should always tell them the surrounding borders of what you want, <laughs> not the middle. You don't put your whole foot in. Like, for example, if you want them to tell you they love you constantly, you just say something around that, just, you know... it's true people will pretend and use it against you later i do believe that i feel like you can't be too direct with what you want and also i feel like things feel a little bit better things feel nicer when someone thought of it themselves right yeah no that's that's facts because and and that's my biggest thing as well because i'm like i don't like and that's why you guys know I, i don't think there's this thing I always say, I don't think everyone is deserving to get mm-hmm. to know me to the point of me. You know what I mean? 
But when it comes to romantic relationships, I've always had this thing where it's like, I don't want someone to know me so deep that they can easily, easily turn on you and use that against you. And manipulate yeah. the whole situation and use my weaknesses against me. Happens. Yeah, it does. That's why I'm saying it. Ha- it has never happened to me because me, I'm very protective of myself. <laughs> Strong guy. <Yeah. laughs> but it's just like it's one of those things where it's like I don't want to because that's why because it came from me saying that we should be able to express mm. what we want in terms of love love languages. But in saying that, at the same time, I'm a bit like uh, I think it's best if you hold back a little bit. But like I, I came up with a solution of generally telling them that this is what you appreciate and then you can adopt it yourself i think i think the conversation is not necessarily the point yeah i'm not the point it's not necessarily the only thing that keeps you within that relationship because mm-hmm. it's like yeah yeah you're getting the gifts but there's other elements as well no it just it, it, it depends on what your love language is doesn't it because yeah i think that I think that again, um, I think that um, a conversation surrounding the love languages as a whole, all five of them, would be what saves you. Because if you talk about every single one of them, not specifically saying what, um, what you need to do in the quality time or what words need to be said to you, but you have a general conversation where you're like, oh, do you prefer spending time with me or do you prefer me um, talking to you and having conversations with you? Things like that. Surrounding. (laughs) Yeah, I think surrounding that, you can easily find out what the person's love language is. And once they've expressed that, you can easily then start catering to them and you see what they like and what they don't like in those in terms of the actions you're doing or the things you're saying you don't necessarily have to get deep into it like oh this is what needs to be done exactly if they're expensive you will find out when you get them that one expensive gift and they get so excited that's when i know but do you guys think um practicing love languages and catering to them helps a relationship last longer like you don't necessarily you're not when you're because you know what getting you to know doing. someone you already know yourself but you're also just focused i think you're so focused at the beginning is the, the getting to know the person and seeing if you're actually interested to get to that point but what's making you stay to get to the point where you're exploring love languages if that makes i sense. think that um at the start of a relationship uh you know guys no, I don't think you start practicing love languages earlier on in a relationship because everyone's pretending. You're trying to impress each other. You start, you get to a point when you finally realize that, okay, let me, I need to start being myself because people get tired of acting. You know, by the fourth month, you're like, okay. I think that when you genuinely, maybe when someone does something for you, that moment you realize that, you have that flash of in a moment where you realize that wow i really like this person and i want them to know the full me yeah what you and then that's when you start being yourself like getting to know know anyone Mm -hmm. at first sight you don't know them you're getting to know them you're Mm -hmm. like oh i really like the way you talk i really like and you put your best side forward always focusing on yourself because i feel like love languages the way i'm understanding them is like you're solely focusing on what it is that you like so that that person can give to you what it is that you like and you're focusing on what they like so, so you, you can, can give to them 
But yeah. in that sense, you're not really focused on necessarily yourself at the forefront. You're more focused but it on... it has to, though. In order for it to progress, for me to consider you as a friend, it has to... Your values doesn't have to be deep, but there has to be a small value that aligns with my values. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but that can but be your saying, love language. Though. No, like, but for example, if I see you as a friend that's giving mm. and a friend that, you know, does things for people or whatever... Mm. Those that, are qualities you like in a person. Yeah. Because I'm going to be like, love language is somehow always around at the beginning yeah but then we're talking about until the end because mm-hmm. like i said acts of service yeah if i notice that you're a friend that you know um gives and this and that that will subconsciously even though i don't know much about love languages i know that i value that mm-hmm. that will what make me want to be your friend and then we look at quality of time and be like okay she's she's she values her family she spends quality time with her family then we'll go back and link with my quality time as well so it's it's things like that or people that like physical touch for example yeah. ding, ding, ding. Oh, i like i like the same thing as well this is how we could move forward and i think what i was trying to say is it's interesting that love languages are there at the beginning we don't really i think love languages are i think again you're on a point um love languages are incorporated in the qualities you see in the other person so the things you like in yourself that you notice in the other person because you know how we always look for ourselves in other people the things you notice in that person their qualities as a person are usually the way you receive love your love languages so you're receiving from you're not necessarily thinking about what how they receive at first at forefront you're taking how you receive love and you're using the qualities that they have to receive that love to acknowledge that these people might genuinely actually care about you. And then yeah, once yeah. you accept them and vice versa, they start seeing things in you and they accept you, you are now both looking at those different qualities and, ex- and using them to practice that receiving and giving love yeah. to each other. That's why, I was confused. that's why I was asking you guys that question because mm-hmm. I wanted to be like, okay, if love languages are not a thing at the beginning, What's what's keeping us together from the beginning? You I was gonna I mean? be on the opposite side because yeah. I didn't. I was like, wait, wait, maybe after. But then now that you guys have made good points, I'm like, you know, you've convinced me to join your camp. <laughs> I'm dead camping with y'all. <laughs> I can't do. My camp. Camp. <laughs> <laughs> do you think at the beginning stages, like, mm-hmm. are we all of the, of the same opinion that at the at the beginning stages is general? It's yes. all the five love languages that we're exploring. Yeah. I'm yeah. just trying to make sure because No, so, yeah, you. It's you're right. And it's all love languages that sort of just play around your head yeah. and you sort of figure out as you go. but as you grow together then you figure out what their top two are or whatever and your top two are yeah for them like for them yeah. is your part is the part that i'm playing in your head for, for them not yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, like things that click with yeah and no you practice all of them you're right again it's all five of them and then you start picking and choosing which ones are important and which ones stand out more and every time you do one which one do they receive more than the others you start subconsciously processing them and like tailoring them which one goes first which one goes second and then you start practicing the top two or the top one that you see that they enjoy the most. You're not going to know the percentages ever unless they told you. Yeah. And and I think the biggest thing for me, I don't know if you guys have any other questions, but the thing that I'm stuck on the most is compromising your love language stuff. Like, it's, it's a huge thing. And compromising nothing may 
You have like, to it's though. Not hard. You show you that I love you. You gotta cater to me. And it's, it's hard, and I and I think I want to explore that a bit more. Like, what does that look like? Compromising. Okay. Um, I think compromising. I'll. I have an example. Like quality time. If you have a partner who, let's say for example, you and your partner are living in the same house, but you've agreed that you need to work a lot to save money to buy a house in a year's time. You know that the only way you feel valued and loved is when you spend time with him. But let's say he goes into the mines and he works away a lot. And when he comes back, he has another job and he's constantly working. But you know that there's an end goal that you both have planned. You're going to have to compromise your quality time that you need for you to feel valued in that relationship in order for you two to end up buying that house. That's a compromise of your love language because you can't spend every minute with him because he's away working for the things that you both agree you're going to get. Yeah, it's a common goal. That's in a relationship. That's the only time. And the same thing with gifts. If you're both broke, flat broke, and you have no money, and you feel valued when he buys you an expensive gift like jewelry, but you know you're both broke, you're going to have to compromise now, aren't you? Oh, they can find someone that has the money. I'm broke. <laughs> no, like to be with them. <laughs> <laughs> I have money. I thought you meant. <laughs> Not a young trying to cut. <laughs> <laughs> like, girl. <laughs> no, but Ayan, I mean, like, if it's temporarily, it's not like if it's temporary, it's you don't have to. You only compromise if it's a short term and you have a common goal. You don't need. If it's not short term and you met someone that just doesn't value quality time and your top one is quality time, that person's not for you because you're never going to get the quality time you want. And they don't receive that this is the way you communicate or accept love. So that goes back to what pulls you in to begin with, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Even exactly, yeah. What like pulled her in is because he was, you know, needing. He was showing her time. Yeah. Yeah. But then he like, start acting busy because he doesn't really I care about quality what, time. Why would you stay when you find out that they're not doing it? But I guess it's because they've already shown you that they're capable of doing of that. doing that. Yeah, and you could justify okay. their behavior. It doesn't necessarily mean they're good for you because long term, that's not going to work. It, there's no way in practicing that long term. If someone doesn't show you and practice, or if someone doesn't value and accept your love language, that's not a thing like she could also learn not to put so much pressure on him as well exactly that's where the compromise comes in if someone says like with the whole debbie thing he said the reason he doesn't buy her the gifts anymore not because he's broke but because he's saving for a house if she was if she saw a future with him she would understand that okay this is what we need to do now because he even said it he said you could be looking at these things with me and we could be working together to create that future for ourselves she wasn't thinking about that because she wants someone to constantly cater to her yeah because today she went more in depth with the podcast and she was saying unless we're engaged i don't care whose name is on that thing you can handle it yourself we're not married we're not engaged i don't care and that's when he has every right to cut her off (laughs) (laughs) wow that's when he has no but you see she doesn't value the fact that he has priorities and she thinks she should be up there with the house she thinks she should be up there with the house at the top of those priorities even though she's not two of her sisters um, one is married to a lawyer yeah one is married 
Is that is the demon of comparison? A demon of comparison that's in her. He should leave her because at the end of the day, she doesn't prioritize life the same way. He was suffering. <laughs> it was the cheating for me. That one with the, uh, me and my ex in the car. <laughs> Four hours in the car conversing. Yeah. No. Um, I don't. What I love pers- language do you think you cannot compromise on um, for long term quality time? Like, what I'd be sitting at home by myself all the time while you're just gone. No, I can't be with someone that doesn't practice quality time because I don't care about all jabbing. If he calls me, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how often he calls me or how much he tells me he loves me or what else he goes and do out there. If you don't spend time with me, I'm not going to feel like you love me. Yeah, that's facts. That's the contradicting part. Mm. Because even though I love words of affirmation, I think when it comes down to it, long term, Mm -hmm. I can't compromise quality time um, alone. I can for a little bit, depending on the situation, obviously, and the circumstance. But yeah, I think it's a good point to make in terms of compromise. You shouldn't be compromising your love language on a long-term basis. It should mm. only be for short-term and then for a common goal, like the mm. example mm-hmm. I used before, a common goal that will be leading back to both of you guys being satisfied um, in, in the, the end. Yeah. At the end, but it should never be a long-term thing because if it is, that's where resentment comes in. Neglect as well. Neglect. Well, it starts with neglect, and then you start resenting your partner because they're. And like, then you okay, fall out of love because. Yeah, you fall out of love, and it's just a like whole. You know, process dark. then you end up breaking up and you don't know why mm, sis. but just walk away while you're... <laughs> you know i see a lot of people talk about how their partners um doing the washing or cooking is a great act of service i'm like we were saying the other day which sudanese men i want to know talking about where they because i need to go there <laughs> but like why are we like Oh, well, I know why. It's the way we're raised that we think small, small cooking, small, small laundry is such a <laughs> Our bar is so low. <laughs> okay, for example, yeah. We praise or like we we idolize men in our community. Because they don't men exist. That are cooking for the women yeah. and are washing the dishes, which are things they should like be aliens. doing. Yeah. We're like aliens in our community. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm they're, just... They're barely there. They don't the bar is very low. And we have to keep it there. <laughs> Yeah, we're like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. We'll be like, I'm just wash his dishes. Whoa. <laughs> the man showed me he loved me today by washing his own dish. <laughs> or if he wipes the table, we're like, wow. 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 Miracles. <laughs> Amazing. Those are his kids too, but sure. Exactly. <laughs> he he warm up small small food for his own children in the microwave. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he is providing acts of service to me. He goes to the microwave, stuff his own food. Wow. wow. What an amazing man. He buys fast food because he didn't bring money. Wow. We didn't do grocery. <laughs> I can never find someone like him in my life. <laughs> my amazing man. <laughs> Literally, you put together furniture that he's supposed to. Oh, wow, look at my man. 
the bar is too low. We need to better ourselves. We're all toxic. We'll be like, wow, girl, your man is so cute. He buys you one flower. Wow, your man is so romantic. Wow, acts of service. I get a lot of joy. <laughs> yes. Which is the problem? Not again. My brother hasn't eaten. Oh my god. <laughs> like girl. I think that's why. That's, that's no, why but yeah, like sometimes you can just enjoy doing it, mm-hmm. but not necessarily get it back. I prefer to act that to act. Yeah. But if you just wipe the table, wow, you're very amazing. <laughs> you're so helpful. <laughs> I can't deal. No, but it's true. It's like, and then they tell you, they remind you of it too. The worst part. And when, you know, as we support this toxic behavior, these men will have the audacity to be like, well, I washed my dish just before. And then what? It was your responsibility. <laughs> what the hell? Betty, I did it for you. You wash your dish for me. What? <laughs> it's such a messed up thing. But do you guys have any other words you'd like to add? Some sort of advice on how to practice these love languages? Be, like, I think it's an opportunity. And I think the most confronting thing for me going doing the quiz was the element of being selfish mm. and really being real with yourself. When they ask you that, you're like, oh, okay. Maybe yeah, I would I like someone is. to do this for me. Maybe yeah. I would like that. Maybe I would mm. like that. And I think that was the confronting thing about doing that thing because it's hard for anyone to know me i think i'm comfortable with um the word selfishness i think you guys will know because there's mm-hmm. a lot of things i relate to selfishness mm-hmm. and i'm very aware of moments that i think i'm being selfish mm-hmm. but looking at it and i'm like shit okay this is serving my needs and then not serving the other person's need and i was like okay shit that was hard but i think it's really important to just be selfish and look at it from things that you want to receive and what your love language is like that's that i think that's the most important message that i would say to you like just look at it from a selfish perspective you as a person what do you want to receive what makes you feel loved what makes you feel valued and yeah i rest my case there i rest it Um, I, I do agree to all of that. I think that once you start learning how you receive, you start understanding how others receive because the way you feel when you receive uh, yeah. love in the way you are supposed to receive it, you start thinking about how someone else is going to feel when they receive love the same way. And you start feeling, you start reciprocating the feeling because you want other people to feel the way you feel when they show you love. So if people are constantly, you have to focus on how you understand it and how you receive it in order. It's like that whole mass theory. You have to put a mass on yourself before you can put it on anyone else. Because if you don't understand how you receive love, how the hell are you going to show someone else how if they... you don't have to put the mask, how can you put someone else the mask on? Yeah, you don't know how to love yourself. How are you gonna expect someone exactly? To love um, and also it comes back to self love. If you don't love yourself, you're not gonna be able to receive love from someone else because how would you know what love is if you don't internally have it in you? 
you have to one love yourself two accept and understand and know how to receive it from others before you can give all of that so just take some time get to know yourself like Nyakula said, the older you get, the easier it is. And also it's the same thing. Observe your family members. You know, our moms over here love this acts of service. You know, sometimes just surprise them, wake up Saturday morning, cook and clean. They'll be very happy for a whole week. They'll start telling everybody, my daughter cooked for three days, even though it was just one simple, simple morning. <laughs> they love receiving love in that way. And so, and if your mom likes small, small gifts, buy her something on Mother's Day or special event, just start doing that within your family, not necessarily just in relationships like friendships or romantic relationships. The more you practice, the more you understand them, the more you accept it and the easier it becomes for you. Yeah, and the yeah. starting point, knowing what love languages are. And I think to end it, we'll just repeat what the love languages are again. And like I said, so we'll put the link for that quiz and we really want you guys to get involved and try and, and do that take quiz. it, yeah. yeah. Because it's just like, because it, the starting point is knowing what the five love languages are, then putting it into the things that you already do or the things that the people around you do. And, and as you would have, you would see now, us already knowing, sort of knowing um, what our love languages are sort of proves to you that it's a natural thing that will just come along in friendships. Mm. I just want to touch, in family as well. I just want to speak a little bit about the, um, that comment about um, selfishness, yeah? Mm. I completely agree with you. And I think that there's so much negative connotation behind selfishness. Mm. You can be selfish to be beneficial mm. to society and to be beneficial to the people around you. So selfishness shouldn't be looked at as a but negative a thing it, yeah, yeah exactly Imagine i think it's just because it's a a social norm for it's yeah they it's a trend for people to be like oh you're selfish no that's not a good thing but realistically we're all selfish like if you yeah. really deep it we're selfish beings it's normal you do things it's like in a car you're driving you'll kill the next person before you could kill yourself it's no, we're it's naturally crazy. selfish. Oh, but it means a harsh reality. It's and that's true. what I think of yeah. it. It's a time for you to reflect and actually come to terms with the fact that mm. as human beings, we tend to be selfish, even if we have the best intentions ever. Mm. At the end of the day, we have this selfish aspect at the back of our minds that we don't want to acknowledge, but it's there. Mm. It's there. It doesn't mean that that's our final thing, but it's, we need to normalize. Like, I think that's what you're about to say. Yeah. Continue your point. <laughs> well, you, you guys already finished it for me, but that's basically it. Like, just normalize the fact that being selfish is not necessarily a bad yeah. thing. It's a it's a good thing. And especially when you're doing these, don't think about other people, especially when you're doing the quiz, yeah? Don't think about other people, um, what they will expect you. Because I we, we, remember when we were reading the questions, mm. we were, like with the gift stuff, we were a bit like, ooh, yeah. this is a bit like selfish. Yeah, like, I don't want to expect I don't want to, yeah. 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 Don't think about it that way. Just think which one is more suitable for you and which one you prefer more because you have to be realistic with yourself. And a part of being realistic is being a little, is being self-centered. And mm. that's where the selfishness, selfishness comes from. Yeah. So I made a good point there. And I just wanted to touch base on that one because it's nothing to be, Ashamed, ashamed of, yeah. of and it doesn't make you a bad human yeah like, you being selfish and that's what i think i've had to learn like mm. I'm like i'm not a bad person for being selfish it's just a part of us being human mm. that you have to be selfish in some aspects mm. and that's just for us to be able to grow mm. you have to be selfish and that's yeah. looking after yourself first. yeah but after you do the quiz guys i think you should also 
Um, because I really want to like highlight the five love languages. And I think once you've done the test, I think you should talk about it with your friend mm-hmm. or your family or whatever you whoever you feel comfortable with. And just sort of start that conversation of love languages. And, and and maybe even though you might think you know what your friend's love languages are, having that discussion after the quiz, maybe you'll get to know them a bit more mm. and see what their actual, you know, because the quiz don't lie. Whatever the quiz they don't. <laughs> the quiz may surprise you. Yeah. But so, that's one step to getting to know yourself. Yeah. Right. That's right. Do we have a word of the day? Word of the yeah. day? Or quote of the day? The quote of the day is, when you know the language of love, it's easy to understand that someone in the world awaits you. Repeat. I'm waiting. Repeat again. (laughs) For the ones in the back, when you know the language of love, it's easy to understand that someone in the world awaits you. That is by Paolo, can't pronounce his last name, but I'll try. Kauho. But thank you for Inshallah. listening, guys. Um, share the Instagram page. Um, comment if you want. Um, send us a message. Speak to us in person. I feel like a majority are Adelaide listeners as well. So we're in Adelaide. They yeah, can speak yeah. to us in person. And I've had, I've had people. And we have them on most of our personal social media. Yeah, shoot us a message. Yeah, but thanks for listening, guys. And we hope to see you next week. Yeah. We've enjoyed recording and we shall see you next week. Bye. Bye.